This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 531. Great to have your company once again. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And on this week's show, parents have launched a class action against Fortnite creator Epic Games, alleging the game is too addictive. Dyson Zone headphones with a built-in air purifier, which many of us thought was an April Fool's Day joke, is actually going on sale next month. And we'll take another look at our 12 days of Christmas gift ideas. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new Belkin 11-in-1 multi-dock port. Bowers and Wilkins have launched a McLaren edition of their PX8 headphones, and Apple Music now has a sing-along feature. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, this is some serious court action happening uh, with parents launching a class action against Epic Games. Epic Games, as you know, the creator of that, the hugely successful Fortnite game. If you haven't heard of Fortnite, you've either been living under a rock, in a cave, or on the moon. It's everywhere. More than 250 million registered players uh, are playing Fortnite. It launched back in 2017, rated suitable for teenage players. If you're not a player yourself, I'd bet my bottom dollar your child or your nephew or niece or someone you know is heavily invested in Fortnite. Now, a group of parents in Canada, in Quebec to be precise, has launched a class action. So they're suing Epic Games, who say the game is too addictive for their children. Now, the justice has agreed to launch the class action, and she heard, she decided to proceed after hearing from three parents who described symptoms of dependence by their children after playing the game. And Justice Sylvan Lussia, this is what uh, they said. The court concludes there is a serious issue to be argued, supported by sufficient and specific allegations as to the existence of risks or even dangers arriving from the use of Fortnite. The judge also said, this does this action does not appear frivolous or manifestly ill-founded. So they're taking these allegations seriously. One of the parents who was involved in this lawsuit said their son had played 6923 games and when the parents tried to restrict his screen time he became enraged, he got angry as many children would, I guess, playing that often. Another child reportedly played more than 7,700 times in two years for a minimum of three hours a day. How Add up all that time. Both of those children apparently now have behavioural issues. 
So basically what the lawsuit is saying is that Epic Games knowingly designed Fortnite to create what they're calling a dependency among users. That's how drugs work. You take drugs, you get addicted, it causes a dependency and you need to take drugs all the time. In this instance, they're saying that Epic Games has some kind of secret source in the game that creates dependency, this addictive quality among users, but they didn't provide sufficient warnings about the risks of addiction. So should it have said when you fire up Fortnite, if you play this game for too long and too often, you may become addicted? Is that what they're asking for? Is this something that Epic Games is responsible to do? Isn't it? Isn't it a game producer's, a game developer's duty to pull you into the story and make you want to keep playing the game? I know that's what I when I play these new games. I play Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two. I couldn't wait to get back into that game. So am I going to sue them because they they think I'm I'm addicted to this game? I enjoy the game. I'm not addicted to the game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell sell my my gear to be able to get the next version of the game. And in the in the the case of these the parents reporting their children being dependent and getting aggressive when they can't play, then. Is that is that is that Epic Games' fault? Is that some sort of uh, is that some sort of issue the child has maybe with with the game? They love it so much, they want to play so much. Is that is that an addiction? Just on that, the World Health Organization has actually recognised video game addiction as a mental health disorder. So, does that help or hurt this case? So, d- does that say that these three parents and their children? Do they have some sort of mental health disorder that makes them want to play Fortnite so much? Is that Epic Games' fault or is that just an issue with their child's mental health? This is what this court case is going to be talking about. Uh, The legal representatives from Epic Games said that the evidence provided by the parents was insufficient, but while also pointing out that video game dependence is not recognised as a condition in Quebec where this matter is being heard. The American Psychiatric Association has also weighed in, says there is sufficient evidence to put this in the same category as a mental health disorder, which is what the World Health Organisation have signed off on. Now, one of the one of the attorneys representing the parents says that Epic Games created Fortnite with even hired psychologists to make the game as addictive as possible. That's her allegation. And this is her quote, Alessandra Esposito Chartrand. She's an attorney representing the parents in this case. She says, these games are created with algorithms and dark patterns that are made to addict you. That's what she told uh, Canadian CTV News. And once the pattern starts, it's very, very, very hard to get out of it. There's something about Fortnite that is completely unique, she continues. There are no other games that have therapy centers designed to players of that game, end quote. So this is an interesting one, and Epic Games naturally have vowed to fight this lawsuit. Uh, They said in a statement, we have industry-leading parental controls that empower parents to supervise their child's digital experience. 
So is it the parent's duty to say, son or daughter, my daughter, whatever they happen to be, stop playing the game now. You've been playing for three hours already. Can you put the controller down and come and have your dinner or do your homework? Is that the parent's responsibility or is it the fact that their their child, obviously, if you get – if, if one of the children three hours a day. Now, my kids are in their 20s, so I don't have to restrict their screen time, but surely three hours every day, is that is that – Average screen time, that's that's above average screen time in my book. So is it, should the parents be taking responsibility here? Should they be the ones saying, well, okay, no, you're not playing this game because we've let you play this game 6,923 times and have only noticed now that there's a problem. So should they have intervened earlier? Have they let this go on for too long? And naturally, if you, if you say to a child who loves gaming, go for your life, they'll play that game 24 hours a day if they were allowed to. It's only when the parent – and parents listening to this now, you're nodding your head thinking, right, yeah, my child would play games all day if I allowed them to. But do you? You probably don't. There there are rules. Okay, you do your homework, you're done eating your dinner, you can play for for an hour. It's bedtime, turn it off, go to bed. And and Epic Games also claimed that they said in that statement they do have – what they described as industry-leading parental controls. So is it a matter of the parents maybe needing to be a bit more savvy and turning this the game, setting the parameters? Or is it in fact a mental health disorder that these particular, the children, uh, the, the parents of these particular children have developed in, in, in response to playing this highly popular, highly enjoyable and naturally highly addictive game? I think this is a... Uh, going to be a really interesting case and uh, it's going to be heading to the Canadian Supreme Court in the coming weeks, I believe. So we'll, we'll stay on top of that. But it's it's really opened up uh, a whole area of discussion here, whether is it the game's fault that they're addicted? Were they allowed to play the game for too long? Is it the parent's fault for not restricting their child to, uh, access to that game and being a little stricter with their screen time? Uh, isn't it Epic Games their duty to create a game that people will want to come back to and whether that involves getting a psychiatrist to make it as engaging and and uh, enjoyable as possible to bring people back to the game. If that's addictive, then isn't that what every every game is sets out to do? Isn't that what a TV show wants you to do? They want you to watch the next episode. If they've consulted with psychologists on how to do that, are they are they breaking the law in a way? To, to make you want to watch the next show and and binge it in and for forgo all of your other duties, miss work, miss whatever you need to do to binge the rest of this program. Is that is that a legal matter now? This is uh, really interesting. The outcome of this could set a, a pretty interesting precedent. So we're going to stay on top of it. That is the story. Fortnite apparently is too addictive, according uh, which is uh, according to these parents who allege that the uh, they have made the game too addictive for their children, and they've taken them to the Supreme Court. So we'll be hearing more about that one. If you want to read more about that story, you can see the whole thing at TechGuide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, cast your mind back to March 30, 2022. And on this very program, we were talking about a product from Dyson that we had to confirm was not 
an April Fool's Day joke. The product we're talking about is called Dyson Zone, and it's a pair of noise-canceling headphones with an air-purifying mask uh, included on board. So it's basically a pair of headphones. Imagine a pair of headphones and this arm that crosses over into your nose and mouth and provides purified air. And I contacted, I think, two or three different people from Dyson to ensure this was actually a real product and not an elaborate April Fool's Day joke. But I was very surprised to hear that not only is it not an April Fool's Day joke, but it had been in development for five years. Now, the Dyson Zone, uh, the active noise cancelling headphones with the built-in air purification, goes on sale around the world in January in the UK and Europe and the US. No word on when this when this will be uh, arriving in Australia, but it is real and it is going on sale and it's not cheap. I'll talk about the price later. The Dyson Zone headphones can deliver up to 50 hours of quality audio and advanced noise cancellation. Now, the ear cups uh, of the of the Dyson Zone, they also include the filter, which draws the air into. So the air is drawn into the filter on each ear cup, and then their purification, uh, they pipe the clean air then towards your nose and mouth, and that is what you breathe in when you are in one of these polluted cities, which... The motivation behind this product, let's talk about that. It's to, to reduce, to, to prevent a, a user, a customer, from encountering noise pollution and air pollution. So two kinds of pollution here. Now, there's been plenty of research done on Dyson's behalf. They say that more than half the world's population live in cities that's expected to reach 7 in 10 by 2050. And as these urban developments grow, so does the surrounding infrastructure for transport, construction and traffic, which, guess what, contribute to air and noise pollution. Dyson's research says that 90% of New York City mass transit users are exposed to noise levels exceeding the recommended decibel limit, while in the EU, noise pollution affects one in five people. Air pollution, also a worldwide issue. Now, according to the World Health Organization, 99% of the world's population are living in areas that exceed World Health Organization's safe levels. So when you look at it, it's no laughing matter. Dyson decided to come up with an answer, come up to to the, the idea behind Dyson's engineering is to solve a problem. In this instance, they're doing just that. The solution is being able to create a pair of headphones that can handle the dual challenge of the noise pollution and the air pollution on the air pollution. Now, let's look at the air purification side. And you've got to remember where Dyson's coming from here. They're able to call on more than 30 years of experience here. So you've got to remember, they've created fans and all various vacuum cleaners. So they, they know all about airflow. They know all about filtration. They're some of the most popular products are their, their air purification fans for your home. And they also have a deep knowledge of motors and, in, and all of that engineering. So 
They do know indoor and outdoor air quality and have been able to use that knowledge to come up with the Dyson Zone, which went through many iterations and, as I said, has been five years in the making. Now, in each ear cup, there are small compressors that draws the air through the dual filters and aim the two streams of purified air towards the wearer's nose and mouth. And the filters have actually specifically enriched to target gases normally included in city pollution, like nitrogen dioxide and sulfur dioxide. So they they've specifically filtered uh, they, those. The filters target those particular gases. Now, of course, on the audio side, Dyson aren't going to make a rubbish pair of headphones. They've created a high-fidelity and immersive audio experience, a low distortion, broad frequency range, great bass levels, as well as highs and mid-levels too. There's also a microphone on board as well, so you can make and receive via phone calls, uh, make voice recordings, and even control the whole product with your voice. The microphone combines with the active noise cancellation microphone, so you're getting clear calls as well. It provides dual microphone beam forming, so you get even better and clearer voice clarity, and you'll also, that rejects all the outside noise as well. I guess having a little thing across your nose and mouth, that would mask, that would mask a, few of your, uh, a few of those outside noises as well. The speaker driver and the electronics are made to minimise distortion. They're made from materials that can reduce that. Uh, the driver output has also been equalised by intelligent signal processing, which uh, 48,000 times per second it, uh, it it processes the signal and combines that with the noise cancellation to have this new, to neutralise any kind of distortion. There are 11 microphones aboard the Dyson Zone. Uh, the the uh, active noise cancellation system has eight monitoring ambient noise and uh, does that, would you believe, 384,000 times per second. That's a lot. The Dyson Zone has also, uh, not many headphone manufacturers have admitted to this, the Dyson Zone can produce frequencies from beyond human hearing from 6 hertz all the way up to 21 kilohertz so that they're covering that whole range of every single note that you could possibly hear, you'll be able to hear with that range. Uh, and that range is actually possible thanks to the uh, the electroacoustic engineering system and the, the the components. There's a 40 mil 16 ohm neodymium speaker. So the driver's at the heart of the audio system there. Uh, the Dyson Zone can also be used with the My Dyson app as well. So it can adjust airflow speed and noise cancellation mode. There's also some equalizer modes as well. Now, as I said, Dyson Zone goes on sale in January in China. And in the US, UK, Hong Kong, SAR, and Singapore. In the UK, they are going to be priced at £749. So in the US, it's going to be $949. Uh, and I'm going to do a quick calculation here. Hey, Siri, what is $949 US in Australian dollars? The answer is $1,402.81 in today's dollars. So that's a very expensive pair of headphones, and we're talking more expensive than the the AirPods Max and more expensive than the, the Bowers and Wilkins PX8, which we're going to be talking about later on. Uh, but those headphones don't have an air purification system, to be fair, okay? So... How important is your health for both your air pollution and noise pollution? How important is it? 
We'll soon find out how important that is when it is launched. No word yet on an official launch date for Australia, but I have been in contact with Dyson and they promised me one of the very first review units that arrives, I will have them on my on my head. I hope they fit my big head uh, as well as go around my face as well with this mask. So stay tuned for a hands-on review as soon as they become available in Australia. But in the meantime, if you want to check out that story and see some images as well, some interesting things there, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, we are continuing our 12 Days of Christmas Gift Ideas. We uh, we published, I'm recording this on a Monday, we've published six days worth of Christmas gift ideas. We've covered cameras, smartphones, wearables and smartwatches, headphones and speakers, gaming, devices and accessories, tablets and e-readers. That's uh, We are halfway through. And to, to come, so when you come back to Tech Guide, you'll see day seven are drones and gadgets, day eight, smart home IoT devices, day nine is in-car gadgets, day TV is TVs, TV accessories, Blu-rays, 4K movies, day 11 is appliances, day 12, computers. So still, even when day 12 rolls around in a week, you will still have plenty of time to get into stores to purchase any of these suggestions of ours. So what we thought we'd do is go through and just talk about a couple of the choice selections from each of those days. On the smartphone side, uh, look, you forget buying an iPhone 14 Pro because you just can't find stock anywhere. The Galaxy Z Flip 4 is very popular for those who want to have go back to a flip phone. So this is 6.2-inch device that folds in half. If you want to get a some value there, the TCL 35G uh, comes with the S600 True Wireless Headphones. That bundle, phone and headphones, $599. So that's, that's worth, a, worth a look as well. Uh, but also other things like the STM Charge Tree Go. This is a device that can charge a phone, the Apple Watch, and your AirPods all in one, $149 there. And something simple even like the Belkin Magnetic Car Mount. So if you've got an iPhone 12, 13, or 14, which has MagSafe, pop that into your vent and your phone is magnetically attached and in view uh, when you're driving. Let's move along to smartwatches and wearables. And naturally, the Apple Watch uh, is, is a very popular choice here. Apple Watch Series 8 from 629 bucks. Some great health and wellness features. Some new features too, like crash detection as well. Uh, there's also the Apple Watch Ultra which has just been, uh, that that's went on sale a couple of months ago. First time that's been uh, uh, unveiled by Apple. So they've gone into that direction where this is a more rugged choice, a more rugged design, has a larger 49 millimeter watch face, is made out of aerospace grade titanium, has a much longer battery life as well. So really for those who want to head out and want to be able to use this in any conditions, uh, even when as soon as you go underwater, it gives you a depth reading it detects if it's underwater. And if you're a scuba diver, also great, great companion apps to use with that as well. The Google Pixel Watch is also very popular. This is uh, this works, of course, with the Pixel smartphones and any other Android phone. And you ought to remember Google uh, now owns Fitbit. So there's a lot of Fitbit features on board there as well. The Withings Scan Watch Horizon, I think, is a great choice for those customers who want a smartwatch 
but love the traditional look and feel of a normal watch. So it's got the round face, physical hands as well, tiny little screen, the top half of the of the screen, and it's got ECG and all the features you'd expect, but looks and feels more like a traditional watch rather than having a completely digital watch face. Uh, moving along to, well, we could talk all day about headphones and speakers. Uh, I think the AirPods, the new AirPods Pro, the, the second version, which I, in my review I said it was a massive improvement over the first. That's worth a look. The Sony WH-1000XM5 headphones, they're also quite popular. Uh, the Samsung Sound Tower speakers. This is a $699 speaker, so it's a bit of a party speaker. Got nice lights and everything on it. That's worth a look. Uh, also, Bowers & Wilkins, their PX7 S2, which is $600, but these are the, the flagship flagship headphones for those discerning listeners, the audiophiles who demand every drop of their audio quality can be heard through through those headphones. And the JBLs as well, JBL Tune 230 NC, $150 for noise-cancelling earphones that sound great, really punch above their weight, look a little bit like the AirPods with those little stalks as well. But if you're looking for value and features, then the JBL Tune 230 NC definitely worth checking out. Uh, next, next, the the next day we also covered gaming devices and gaming very popular. And naturally, we didn't put PlayStation Five and the Xbox in there. They're out there if you can find them. But we did include a product called the Infinity Game Table. Now think of this as a big 32 inch screen that your family can sit around. It's like a little table. And you're able to play all the board games like Monopoly and Trivia Pursuit and Connect Four and Battleship and all those games. So forget having to have the box of the, the, the games in your cupboard, they're physical games. It's all digital now on this product, the Infinity Games Table. It's $2,000 available from Arcade One Up, and you can buy them from JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, EB Games, Gamesman, Catch, Meyer and Kogan, and Arcade Gamer, the website as well. All those links are on Tech Guide. There's also the, the Lenovo Legion 5 Pro. Now, this is a gaming computer. Starts at $1,599, but delivers everything a gamer requires, including AMD Ryzen processing, NVIDIA GeForce RTX graphics, 16-inch QHD gaming screen as well, 165 hertz refresh rate. So uh, a great start if you're a gamer. JBL's Quantum 810 headset, also worth a look as is the new PGA Tour 2K23. Uh, that's a great game. The golf, if you're into your golf, then why not uh, pretend to be Tiger Woods and play that one? That's $89.95. And today, of course, we'd had the tablets and e-readers. Can't go past iPad 10th generation from $749. It's had a redesign. No more home button, all screen design, uh, much more powerful as well. Liquid retina display, 10.9-inch screen, uh, that's a winner also. Uh, we recently reviewed the Kindle Scribe. So this is the e-reader that's also allowed you to write on the screen as well. That's definitely worth a look. Starts at $549. Uh, the, the the Samsung, Samsung's Galaxy Tab, the S Tab S8 Ultra, this is a monster. This is a 14.6-inch tablet. It's 17, starts at $1,799, but 
this is a solid piece of kit, big screen. Uh, it comes with a – you can purchase, sorry, separately a keyboard and all of that as well. So it's like having a laptop. Uh, has a 14.6-inch Super AMOLED display, 120 hertz. Can't go wrong. And the Kobo, the Clara 2E, great little e-reader, 229 bucks. Uh, that's also the 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 store for you to buy your books, as is the Kindle as well. So not only is it your library, it's also your bookshop, so you can download your books. So that's a quick rundown of the the new the latest days of Christmas Christmas. But please stay tuned and visit Tech Guide to make sure you catch up with all the other days as well. So you want to see those days that we've spoken about? You can see that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoothest streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. And now a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Alrighty, kicking off our reviews this week, we had a look at the new Belkin USB-C 11-in-1 multi-port dock. Now, this is meant to be used with a laptop computer. And basically, it creates, it turns your laptop into the ultimate workstation. So working from home has become a lot more common since the pandemic. Many people have chosen to remain working from home. They, they got used to it and enjoyed doing that during COVID. They decided, you know what, I'm going to continue to work from home. But if they've got a laptop and they need to expand that into a workstation, then the Belkin USB-C 11-in-1 multi-port dock can help them do that. Now, it connects with a single USB-C cable. It, is, it also acts as a mini stand as well. So it's, it rests your laptop at a slight angle. And that both improves your the access to the keyboard and your posture, but also gives you easy access behind your computer to access the 11 ports on the back of the device. So it is one of those devices that can, normally on a laptop, you get one, two, maybe three USB ports, but that's about it. So what this does, it adds all of these other things that you need, including a 3.5 mil audio input a VGA port, an SD card reader, a micro SD card reader, a gigabit Ethernet port, two USB-A 3.0 ports, a USB-A 2.0 port, a 4K display port, and a 4K HDMI 1.4, and a USB-C PD port. PD, short for power delivery. Yes, this has pass-through support for 100 watt of pass-through power. Now, through the dock itself, you can get up to 5.5 gigabit per second data transfer speed. So if you've got maybe reading a memory card and got a peripheral device connected as well. And if you're working from home, 
it'll also allow you to add, expand your laptop. So you can might have a laptop and have up to three monitors with your laptop. So this is what makes it possible. You're allowed to, you can, you've, and it works with PC and Mac laptops. So either through the display port, the HDMI port, or one of the USB ports or USB-C port, you are able to connect or daisy chain those monitors. So you've got even more screen real estate to play with. Now, the gigabit Ethernet port is handy because no laptops really have a way for you to connect a, a internet cable from your modem into the computer. Well, with this now, you do have the ability to connect an Ethernet cable. So if your modem or router is right next to the near the computer, pop that in, you know you're going to get a reliable connection there. There's the 3.5mm audio port can also be used to connect a speaker, a microphone, or a headset you might have a headphone headset with a mic on it. You might be doing a Zoom call or whatever you're doing, Skype call. You're able to connect through that port. And it, no, not many laptops have memory card readers either. So this one gives you both the SD card and micro SD card so you can transfer the data directly to your laptop. Now, in terms of the dimensions of the product, it's 26 centimetres long nine centimeters wide and 2.3 centimeters tall and it has a 16.2 centimeter USB-C cable as well and you can see from the pictures on tech guy that's my my laptop my macbooks resting on top of it it does give you easy access to those ports just elevates the 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 keyboard slightly to give you uh, that better that friendlier angle there as well but it does really open up all these possibilities and connections for you to make, add monitors, read micro, read memory cards, connect audio gear as well, read USB drives, thumb drives if you have to, connect a hard drive, an external hard drive. The possibilities are there for you. Now, the Belkin USB-C 11-in-1 multi-dock port is available now and it's priced at $249.95. If you want to read more about that, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, I was mentioning Bowers and Wilkins earlier. They have released their McLaren edition of their reference PX8 headphones. Now, if you're into your racing, McLaren Automotive is a very well-recognized brand and also very well-recognized by their colors. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Bowers and Wilkins and McLaren Automotive have had a long-standing relationship with Bowers and Wilkins have been contributing their groundbreaking in-car audio innovation to their luxury supercars. So they are, they kind of know each other. They, they do what they do best, and when they join together, they make something pretty special, which is this PX8 McLaren edition, which was created to celebrate the latest McLaren supercar, the Artura. So this is uh, features a high-performance Bowers & Wilkins audio system, by the way, in that car as well. The PX8 McLaren Edition has a grey galvanic finish and papaya orange highlights. Now, that same papaya orange is used by was used by the founder, Bruce McLaren, in his early racing cars. So if you see that colour, that is familiar. You know how some colours are associated with, with, different, with different brands? This is definitely the case with uh, McLaren with that papaya orange. Now, on board, the quality of the PX8 is unquestioned. They've got these bespoke 40-millimetre carbon cone drive units, which are positioned at an angle cons that are consistent 
distance relative to your ears. So it does provide that really accurate and immersive sound. Under the hood, you've got the Qualcomm aptX adaptive wireless technology. So you're getting the best connection and quality from compatible smartphones, tablets, and computers. There are six high-performance microphones on board as well. They all work together, of course, to measure the output of each driver unit, two to react to the ambient noise, and two to supply the voice clarity with your enhanced noise suppression. On the ear cups, there are physical controls so you can easily navigate your music without having to touch your device as well. And on the battery side, you get a massive 30 hours of playback on a full charge. And a 15-minute recharge, a quick recharge, will give you enough power to listen to seven hours of music. So the PX8 McLaren edition, this isn't the first special edition. Do you remember we were talking about the James Bond edition? Remember the 007 edition? I actually have these headphones and I'm right in the middle of my review of the headphones. So perhaps next week we'll be talking about the actual headphones in terms of uh, the quality of the audio and their, their design. But for now, I thought I would just share the PX8 McLaren edition from Bowers and Wilkins. Looks terrific. If you check out the pictures on TechEye, looks beautiful. Beautiful. It's a great, great colors and that papaya orange finish. It is really distinctive and no doubt, of course, sounds amazing. If you want to check that out, the PX8 McLaren edition from Bowers and Wilkins, you can see that at techguide.com.au. Apple Music has a cool new feature, or it's coming, coming soon, within a matter of days, I think. It's called Apple Music Sing. And basically, it's like karaoke. It's a karaoke-like feature, which allows you to sing along to your favorite songs with real-time lyrics and adjustable vocals. So typical karaoke, you see the lyrics scroll up to the screen and they, they're, they're highlighted. So they go the they go white as you're supposed to sing it. So they're kind of translucent. And as soon as they turn white, that's when you're supposed to be singing that particular line of the of the song. And and as with all karaoke, of course, you can hear the backing song as well. But what Apple Music has done here is have a separate vocal channel so it's an adjustable vocal like a volume for the vocals which allows the the user or the singer in this case to dial up and down the volume of the vocal the actual vocal so if you fancy yourself to be a singer you might dial the vocals to zero and the only voice heard is your voice or you might go halfway, you might want to sort of go that you want to help hide a bit of your voice, or you might go like me, 100%, and let them be heard more than me being heard because the last thing you want to do is hear me sing. But it does give customers the option. Now, this is available only with Apple Music, and it is there are apparently going to be millions of tracks enabled with this feature that allow you to sing along. And not only does it allow for one person to have some fun, but there's also a feature that can support a duet. So if you and a friend want to have a want to have a sing, and this, by the way, Apple Music uh, Sing is supported on iPhones, iPads, and Apple TV. So if you've got people around and you've got the Apple TV, you might be able to fire up the Apple Music Sing and have a duet with someone there. And what happens with the duet is that your vocals are on one side of the screen 
and your partner's vocals are on the other side of the screen and you take turns. So it does, uh, I think that would be a bit of fun after a few drinks at a Christmas party perhaps. You can uh, belt out some tunes uh, at a party. I think this would be really popular. I've seen in the past the the, the gaming, the games where the Sing, PlayStation Sing and all those other games uh, really did uh, were, were hugely popular, especially for when it was party time. So... Uh, I think Apple Music will will see some success here. They're going to release more than 50 dedicated companion playlists that include all the epic songs, all those duets, anthems, choruses that we've been belting out for years and years. And those songs, of course, have been optimised for the Apple Music Sing experience. Apple Music Sing is launching any day now. So if you are an Apple Music subscriber... You can enjoy Apple Music on your iPhone, iPad, and the new Apple TV 4K. So keep an eye on that. If you want to take a look at it for yourself, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. This festive season, make sure you are protecting your personal information. The rise in data breaches and cybercrime means you could be at a higher risk of having your personal information stolen and sold on the dark web, potentially leading to identity theft. That could mean lost money, time and effort on your part. It's time to have a plan. Introducing Norton Identity Advisor. It comes with a dedicated restoration support in case of identity theft, as well as dark web monitoring and social media monitoring. With Norton Identity Advisor, you have access to your to their dedicated restoration specialist to help you address your identity fraud claims and a recommended plan to help resolve it and help you get your identity restored. Norton also has monitor has monitoring of the dark web for your personal information and will notify you if discovered. Social media monitoring also means you are alerted for any potential account takeovers and suspicious spam. Peace of mind with your identity starts here. Norton Identity Advisor is available at Officeworks, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi and online at au.norton.com. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by Belkin. We spoke about them earlier with their multi, their 11-in-1 multi-port dock, but they also have MagSafe products, cables, batteries, portable batteries as well. You name it, they've got it. They've got the accessories that are right for you, for your computer and for your smartphones. Check them out, belkin.com forward slash AU. Uh, I've been asked this several times on the merits of AirTags versus Tile. Now, these are little trackers that allow you to find out if you've left your keys behind or track your suitcase, or put it on the collar of your dog in your child's backpack. And basically they work the same. They are Once they're out in the world, they're pinged by surrounding phones and other devices and allow you to have a more accurate uh, location of where your AirTag happens to be. Now, I get asked a lot, what is the difference between AirTags and tiles? Tiles have been around for years. They're those little products available in a variety of shapes and sizes that allow you to either stick it under the bottom of your bike seat or on your side of your camera or in your wallet. They've got all these different sizes. 
Tile works via Bluetooth. I think other Tile customers have to have that on their device as well for you to accurately, for your Tile to be accurately positioned wherever it happens to be. So the more people who are near it with Tile apps, they will make your position accurate. And people who go are going past it don't even know they're pinging it, as, as is the case with AirTags as well. Now, with the AirTag, an AirTag responds to the Apple devices around it. So iPads, iPhones, you name it. If there's an Apple device near an AirTag, it's going to ping it. And again, without your knowledge, it's all done anonymously so that it can accurately represent its last location. Now, the difference here, I think, AirTags probably might be slightly more or significantly more accurate is that there are just so many more Apple devices in the world that can help you pinpoint where your AirTag is located. Not so many. I know Tile's been around for a long time, but not everyone has a Tile. Not everyone has a Tile app on their phone either. So uh, I think AirTags win in terms of accuracy. And they basically do the same thing. It allows you to see on a map where it is. You can attach it to a key ring, into your luggage, into your child's backpack. I've seen them put on dog collars as well, so you can locate your dog if they get out of the yard. But uh, AirTag, I think, will give you a probably a slightly more accurate result. So we have written about AirTags and tiles, and these are very popular products, will be very popular products this Christmas. But I think AirTags win binos. That is our show for this week. Thank you for listening to the end. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about on the show today, you can find it at techguide.com.au. And if you'd like to get in touch with us too, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. Your email could very well end up on the Tech Guide help desk. And you can also click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right-hand side of the homepage, and you will be able to send me an email as well. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, for the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 